0: Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. Uh, we're so glad that you're along for the ride, that you're taking the time out of your schedule to join us, um, not only this week, but over the last few weeks. Uh, if you have been with us over the last few weeks, you know that we have spent most of 21, 2021 so far talking through these different theological topics in our series, What Does the Bible Say About? Uh, We are beginning to wind down that series. We're reaching our last few topics at this point as we we head into the fall uh, here, and we're going to wrap up our series by first spending a few weeks talking about the doctrine of the church, Uh, What is the church? What is she focused on? Things like that. And then we'll finish up our discussion with, I'm sure what you're all waiting for, uh, a discussion on the end times. I know some of (laughs) you are probably thrilled and anticipating that discussion. We will get there, but we're going to spend a few weeks on the church um, before we get to that. Um, But to take us through this uh, this teaching, the Bible's teaching on the church, I have Tom Rempel, Faith Bible Church's preaching pastor, back with me here on the podcast. Uh, Thanks for sitting in, Tom.
2: Yeah, it's nice to be back. Had a good time up in Norfolk last week. Very good. good. I'm
1: sure they appreciated your ministry. It was good to have Dave Drivo in the pulpit um, as uh, we walked through that uh, a couple weeks ago. Now, Um, but Tom, this week obviously you were you were back in the pulpit. You were talking about Hebrews again, and you discussed the the book's first warning passage in Hebrews Mm two verses one through four. Listeners, if you weren't able to join us for that message as Tom preached that, uh, just remember. You can always go to our website, faithbiblelincoln.org. You can find that message. Just hit the Resources tab and the Sermons Series Podcast button, and you can find any of those old sermons that you missed, whether it be Dave Drivos from a couple of weeks ago or Tom's from this last week, um, or you can find our Sermons Feed podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, and select the podcast with the background and the white letters. That's our Sermons Feed podcast. You can catch up on any weeks that you haven't been able to join us in person. Um, but Tom, this week's topic um, is, is such a critical one to understand. This is where most of us live our lives week in and week out. Um, but it's also one that I've discovered a lot of people haven't put a tremendous amount of time into thinking really through, and I, I don't know if that's because they just kind of assume they understand it. They've grown up going to church yeah. or whatever the case might be, or or maybe it's because of kind of our uh, hyper individualistic Western mindset. Um, but either way, uh, we want to start talking about the church, and it's we're going to take four weeks because this is a discussion uh, that has a whole lot of different aspects and really impacts what we what we think and what we do. Um, so we're going to talk here about what the Bible says about the church. And we're starting off our discussion by talking about the members of the church or those that are part of this thing we call the church. But as always in this series, we want to start off by, by just reading our doctrinal statement and priming our discussion uh, with what Faith Bible Church's doctrinal statement has to say about this. Uh, listeners, if you find our doctrinal statement on our website, you can see this in this church section. The first paragraph reads this way. We believe that the church is Christ's body on this earth and is comprised of all true believers in him throughout the world. That's Faith Bible Church's one sentence summary of those that are part of this thing we call the church. So, Tom, leading off from that, what does the Bible say about who the church is?
2: Well, it's interesting that the word church first uh, appears in the New Testament when Jesus said, Matthew 16, I will build my church in the gates of Hades, the gates of the grave will not prevail against it. So uh, right away, it it says that the church is his and it's his construction. But then all through the epistles, uh, he uses terms such as it's a building, it's a body, it's the bride. It's a battalion in war, mm. and so when he talks about the church, he's talking about those individuals that he has redeemed, or the church is the gathering of the set-apart ones, those who by faith have trusted in Christ. Those are the members of that church, which is, as I said, his building body, bride, or his uh, fighting battalion. I think this is the picture. Mm. Um, so anyway, true believers in Christ, Uh, make up what he calls his church. Mm.
1: And it's it's obviously critical to note that, and maybe, listeners, this is something you're familiar with, or maybe this is a new concept to you, because we talk so often about going to church, right, which is true, but we have a tendency to think of the church building, and our language gets us a little confused (laughs) on this one.
2: Well, when we talk church planting, I always tell young church planters, you know, Go out and build a church, and if you need a building, build a building, and it, it, because it's it's the body, it's the relationship of the people. Uh, a, a building is simply where they meet, and that could be anywhere. So,
1: Yeah, that emphasis, it's so easy to get off track on, to, to forget that the church is really about the people. Yeah. It's not about yeah. the building. You can sit in any different yeah. building. You can be in a lot of different places. You can be outside, yeah. like we will be here in a few yes. weeks. Um, it's The church is the people, and I know that's one thing we've talked a lot with our kids, because... We're thinking that way as we talk, we're going to church, we're going to be in the church building, Uh, that language gets us confused. Um, But I I love what you're talking about. And these illustrations of the church as a building, the church as a body, the church as a bride, um, I I, I love the way Scripture refers to that because it really emphasizes the interdependent nature of it. I I wish I could remember the phrase... um, Dmitry, uh, one of our lay elders here at the church, has a, has a Russian phrase that he, he likes to use. I can't remember the Russian, um, but it's basically that um, one alone in the field is not a, an army. Yeah, and and it's this right. idea, that's like right. you, you, are, you are not a yeah. church if you're alone by yourself. A church is this combined group of people.
2: Well, and in the, the plurality, her members, plural. Yeah. 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 So uh, you know, again, we, we are saved alone, but we're not saved to remain alone. So mm. each of us individually is led by the Spirit to faith in Christ, when he does that, he places us into a body, as mm-hmm. he says in 1 Corinthians 12, so uh, we become members of one another, so again, it's a, it's a relationship. Uh, just, I was thinking through that, that picture so that the body, we understand that there's each functioning part contributes mm-hmm. to this, so it's an organism. With some divine organization about it, you know, and and it's like, and then it's 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 a, a, an army. So he talks in Philippians one twenty seven that we would stand firm together. So in the hmm. middle of conflict and battle, and then you know Peter talks about it's a building, and we're a temple, we're living stones being laid up, built up mm-hmm. one to the other. So again, it's just, uh, if you're a rock out in the field, you're not a building, yeah. you know? And uh, if you're a severed limb, you know, laying on an operating table, you're not a body. Yeah. And uh, so it, you know, I think the other one is uh, uh, you're a bride, which is probably the more confusing one of the <laughs> plurality. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yet he he looks forward to the day when we have redeemed are celebrating uh, his redemptive grace mm. at the marriage supper of the lamb. So,
1: mm. and the pictures that are so strong too, because yeah. I, I find the building body bride, those ideas they're helpful and they they give us illustrations at a number of levels too. Yep. You know, there's there's a reality that that the churches, all of those New Testament saints that have placed their faith and hope in Christ, yep. even though some aren't even alive anymore. Yep. There's also a reality that. The the church is all of the believers around the world today, that that there's a solidarity to the fact that we're believers here in the United States, there's believers in... Uh, most countries around the world also that are that are the same. Then there's there's more the regional church. You know, there's the church yep. in our city, which would be multiple church congregations. But we're the the church of Lincoln. Yep. You know, and then there's obviously the individual congregations that we're a part of. Uh, those people that we see day in and day out. And I mean, it's it's a cool reminder of both the scope, the gravity of this yep. thing called the church, and also the highly personal, individual nature of it. Um, as your local congregations put
2: together, too. We use the term big C, little c. Yeah. And uh, so the scriptures never let us forget that we're part of the greater church. You know, Mm -hmm. Paul, going to the Gentiles in Corinth and even the letter to the Romans, you know, you you owe a great debt to your brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. Yeah. And they're going through hard times. So financially, because the gospel came to you from them, you need to support them. So it's the church. And and yet at the same time, most every time the word church is used in the New Testament, it's little c. It's identified with a particular group of people who assemble themselves together in a particular area for edification and encouragement and equipping and all of those things. Mm.
1: Okay, so you're you're moving the direction I want to, because I want to talk about some of the texts that you have in mind here, because I love... Church is this big C idea of all the believers. We also have this church as an individual congregation. You know, the New Testament epistles all written to individual congregations, bodies of believers. The letters were read aloud to real people that gathered together weekly. Likely, Um, let's get into the text here a little bit. What what passages give us this idea of what the church is from Scripture?
2: Well, I I think probably the the best, if you really want to understand the church and how it's designed, is uh, the uh, letter to the Ephesians. Uh, that seems to be Paul's, you know, great so you got the first three chapters makes it very clear. And then he ends up the first three chapters, which is kind of typical of Paul. He's got a hinge there. So he mm-hmm. talks about these things are doctrinal truths. And then these second half are these duties that come out of it, but he wraps it up to him who is able to do abundantly beyond all we ask and think according to the power of worth. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever Mm. and ever. So you've got this gathering that when it recognizes God at work within it, it is the church, it's Christ, it's brought together. And Mm. uh, then when he gets to the second half of that letter, then he starts to pick up those portraits again. So Ephesians is probably the best. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 talks a lot about Mm. having been baptized in, every believer baptized into the body of Christ. Uh, Like I said, 1 Peter um, chapter, uh, I think it's 2, where he talks about we are living stones. So you've got the construction portrait there. But then if you... Talk about, uh, we'll talk about that in, in next week, but uh, when you talk about the mission of the church, then your heart means, goes immediately to the book of Acts, where you yeah. see the, actually the church doing what it was called to do. So yeah. um, those are those are the primary texts that I would default to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and obviously the, the term is littered throughout, throughout Scripture. Yep. We see that. We also see the application of the individual books written to the individual yep. churches. Uh, speak briefly to the significance, because I find one of the things that's helpful to people is even the actual term for church, that idea of ecclesia. Um, why is that significant to what we understand the church to be? Well, it, it, because we are a called-out group,
2: so we, we were once lost in darkness. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, and yet, he says in Ephesians 2, by grace He has raised us up to new life. In mm-hmm. doing that, He, he set up, us, He set us apart. From the rest of the world and what we were, so we're we're a unique gathering of people that are called out for a unique purpose and mission, and uh it's all the work that he is doing, so that's how he's building his church hmm. um so the ecclesia, that sense of this 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 holy assembly of people hmm. for his purposes, yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, I love, I love the concept there of being called out of the world and being put yeah. together yeah. in this unique assembly of God's people. All right, so we see this in a number of places in Scripture. Obviously, next week when we get into Christ forming his church, talking about the mission of the church, we'll talk a little bit about Acts, probably. We'll talk about yeah. the commission yeah. in, in Matthew. We know there's a purpose for why these people have been put together. We're going to talk a little bit about that next week. But for the time being, we'll stick with kind of this people. This is this redeemed people at a universal level, at a local level. Now, is there any disagreements amongst orthodoxy on this? Is this a subject that's up for debate much amongst believers?
2: Well, there's a couple, and this goes back to the other foundational doctrinal truths, of course, but uh, there are those who believe that believers are only those, those in the church are only those who have been baptized. Mm. So you've got baptismal regeneration. We talk about what is yep. that role. Uh, so uh, that's always an issue. And the other is. Uh, it's also acceptable, you may be, be part of the universal church, big C church, but there is some disagreement about what it means to identify with a local church. Mm-hmm. And so you know, part of it, a generational thing, my generation, was the, the big thing like, I don't have to belong to a group of people, I don't have to identify with a group of people or commit to a group of people because of the individualism of I'm part of the church, the big church. Well, mm-hmm. you know that, that's, a, that's a misunderstanding of what it is. And then you have the thing of I belong to the church. Well, what does membership look like? And mm. there's always debates on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. well, everybody that has given a public testimony of faith in Christ and been baptized and has met the approval of those who sit in oversight of the church, and they are members and then there's some disagreement who gets to take communion. You know, at one of the ordinances yeah. we we celebrate it's the great testimony of our union mm. and together our unity. In that we are all here because of the death, burial, resurrection of this Jesus who will soon return, and we break the bread together. But there are some churches that say, Well, unless you are formally a part of our church, just watch as we partake. Mm-hmm. And then others uh, will say, So then, then there's the what, is it possible to be informally a member of a gathering without being a formal member? And so mm-hmm. in my past ministries, uh, we would have to ask people, Are you? Joining us by testimony or by transfer of letter mm, <laughs> and so again mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. you know so uh, to identify the church and and so well you could serve in certain roles if your name was on the roles. there are other roles you could not serve in because they weren't so yeah, yeah there's there's difference and i you know it's it's good ground to discuss, but i'm not yeah. sure it's ground to be divided over yeah. yeah
1: and maybe the appropriate way to think about it would be there's not a whole lot of disagreements amongst the orthodoxy about this. Those that are redeemed or are a part of the universal yeah. church. We yeah. would by and large agree with that. It would come down to the, the application of that. Yeah. What does it mean to gather some of those who are yeah. part of the universal church in what we would call a local church, yeah. and who's in and who's out, and how do we celebrate communion yeah. together and some of the practical aspects of doing life together, uh, yeah. more than maybe the theological underpinnings yeah. that we disagree yeah. about? Uh, might, be, might be a good way to think about it. Okay, let's flip the script here then. On the opposite side of that, is there any heresies Are there any things that uh, really we need to be watchful for as far as uh, this idea of who the church is?
2: Well, I, I don't know of any, you know, hot button ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that that there are there are dangers in being a church and identifying less about the gospel, which is what we'll talk about next week. Yeah. You know, what is the ministry of the church, the mission, but but probably more a sense of. Uh, getting distracted by—today uh, it's the social action and the social justice movement and all. I don't know that it's heresy to say that. We're supposed to be those. You can't read the New Testament and not say we should be concerned about those things. But, yeah. but to make those the, the, the drumbeat of a local fellowship, this is what we exist for, would, would definitely be a distortion. We exist because there are lost people all around us that desperately need a word of hope. And they're yeah. only going to hear that. I mean, as we say, one of the great church growth guys always put it, you know, the church is the hope of the world. And yeah. we'll talk about that with its mission next week. Yeah. But still, that is that sense of why are we here? Well, we are members one of another, not just so that we can have a great uh, holy huddle or a country club kind of thing, but because we have a task to do. Yeah. And uh, so it's important that I be committed to that because I'm committed to the task we're all called
1: to accomplish. Yeah, I, it, it makes it makes me think kind of back to your original definition as far as the church is. If you, if you talk about both about that ecclesia terminology, that you've talked about the called out ones that are assembled together, or this group of redeemed people, uh, maybe there's two ways to err here. Either it's missing the fact that the church is only those that are redeemed. Yeah. No, there's kind of a yeah. universalism yeah. that would say everyone is a part of this yeah. in some generic way. That's, That's clearly an error because we're called out, we're unique, we're separate, but then you're kind of speaking to the flip side. Then that body, that separated group, is meant to salt and light. There you go. Go into yeah. the world yeah. to have a specific purpose. And well again, we'll talk a little bit about yeah, more of that. It, but it, if the church loses its saltiness, if, if it we loses. if we aren't doing that, yeah. that's clearly out of bounds as well. And, and what you were saying
2: reminded me that we can't just assume when we look in and we see people seated together in a building mm, yeah. that everybody there is a part of the church. Again, it's like. Yeah. The distinguishing factor is, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus? Have you been saved by his amazing grace? Not, do you go to these activities or you attend these services? Yeah. And yeah. So that's probably the heresy to, to be aware of, is just the assumption that if people are in the service, they are part of the church, hmm. and there's a distinction there. It's a, it's a, it's a crude illustration, yeah. but simply sitting on a lawn chair in a garage doesn't make you a car. Right, <laughs> right. So sitting on a gray plastic chair at Faith Bible Church does not make you a Christian yeah. or a member of the church.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you've, you've spoken to that recently in your sermon series as yeah. well, that idea that you know, someday many will say, Lord, Lord, I did all these things yeah. in your name. said, I never knew you. You know, they're not those that know him if they're not those that are redeemed and have placed their faith in trust. They're well, not that, part that, of the church. Part, we probably need to emphasize that, and, yeah. and that is the church is made up of those
2: not who know Jesus, but of those that Jesus mm. knows. yeah, yeah, Does yeah. Jesus know you is the bottom line question. If he does, you're a member of big C church. Now, where
1: does he want you to function in a little C church? Yeah, yeah. and listeners, in some of the later episodes that we're gonna talk about the church, we'll talk about kind of the ministries of individual bodies, the structures, and some of these things that help us understand how do we engage with a local church more practically. Um, but for the time being, that's about it from a theological mm. standpoint as far as who the church is. Why Why did Christ form or, that idea. Um, so then the practical question as we begin to wrap up this conversation is, Tom, why does that matter? How does that impact our lives? Well, there, there's
2: uh, several things. It'll come up in Hebrews 10, but uh, we, as we said before, you're saved alone, but you're not saved to remain alone. We desperately need each other for encouragement and support and help. Uh, Romans 13 says we have an incredible debt of, of love toward each mm-hmm. other, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. We, we have this obligation. So practically speaking, I gather together into fellowship. Uh, yeah, be, because I need the encouragement of those. But my motivation is really because they need me. Mm. And uh, so in a practical term, uh, that we
1: come together because we have got to stand together and we can't do it alone. Mm. It's It's no coincidence. It's interesting, you know, that concept of, um, you know, to, to say that you've got to be at, at the church every time the church doors are yeah. open. I mean, we kind of both yeah. were raised in that sort of yeah. environment as yeah. pastor's kids, the way, yeah. you know, they that that were just
2: cleaning the toilets. Exactly. Lights were on, <laughs> exactly. we, we had to be there.
1: You know, there's the flip side of that. That's, that's probably overboard. On the other side, there's there's a reason that the regular rhythm of churches for yeah. 2,000 years has been to gather together to be exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And, and that really is an encouragement for all of our listeners, as yeah. as the busyness of life ramps up, as different seasons. You and I both know uh, the the cost it takes yeah. to be to participate in a local church body, um, but the way the church has been designed, the fact that Christ said, you know. The gates of hell will not prevail against yep. my church. Yep. Yeah, this is the this is the plan for for the world. This then, is this the means by which. Scary thing, it. is
2: he said, they, they will not prevail against means. It's going to be a conflict. So yeah. in order to build, it's going to be resistance. Yeah. And uh, you know now more than ever, we need to be reminded that uh, that there are barriers being put in our way, and it's not yeah. the Lord putting them there. Yeah. And uh, the importance of being a part of that fellowship.
1: Yeah, because we're not strong enough in our own strength by ourselves. No Uh, no coincidence, obviously, the classic passage in Hebrews 10 uh, for reminding the church to gather together is because the days are getting worse. You know, I mean, things are getting harder.
2: I mean, it's a... a You know, a pack of wolves, uh, they will just separate out one and they'll consume him. And it's, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the devil is a roaring lion walking around (laughs) seeing who he might devour. And, uh, you know, you're never more vulnerable than when you're isolated. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a frightening thing. Hebrew, or I mean, the book of Proverbs even addresses the danger of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess that would be our primary encouragement to you listeners. No matter where you find yourselves, I don't know where all of you are at or. Where you've engaged with the church, but be reminded and be encouraged. Don't try to do it alone. The reason mm-hmm. God has put this structure in place, these people, this body, this yes. building, this bride, um, is for your encouragement and your edification. As well. Uh, Well, listeners, that's basically it for this first week's episode. Like I said, we'll we'll cover in a couple more Mm -hmm. weeks some of the other questions. So we've got a few more episodes coming here. Be patient. We're going to talk about the mission and the structures and the ministries of the church here in the following weeks. Um, But fundamentally, as far as who is the church, let me just remind you some of what we said here today on the episode. Uh, The first is the church is fundamentally the redeemed people, those whom Christ has called out. They're the called out ones who gather together for encouragement and edification. It's the building, it's the body. Um, It's so many things that we see throughout Scripture. We see this in Philippians 1.27. We see this in Ephesians and so many of the other New Testament epistles. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about it. 1 Peter 2, idea of living stones and a holy people, uh, who the church is, uh, good places to go to in Scripture. There's a little bit of room for disagreement amongst believers, though it wouldn't be so much on the theological side as on the applicable side, saying we theologically agree It's the redeemed people that God has called out. But how do we practically try and live that out in our local church assemblies? There's some room for disagreements on that and membership and um, communion, things like that. Um, As far as heresies, um, not a whole lot to be mindful of, but one thing to keep an eye out for is blurring that distinction between the church and the world. The church is different than the world. They're separate entities. Everyone is not a part of the church, and the church is not intended to be everything that the world is intended to be. There's a specific mission, which we'll be talking about um, next week as we talk about that, and that encouragement to just say, we need each other. The church needs each other. Um, don't lose sight of that, even in the busyness and craziness of life. Any final thoughts as we wrap up this first discussion for our listeners, Tom?
2: Well, as I was just thinking through the conversation we'd have, one of my favorite true stories was about a man that was both blind and deaf, and uh, he was in his 80s and still faithfully attending church. I'm going to pick him up and bring him to church, and finally, somebody asked him and said, you can't hear or see, you can't get anything out of it. Why do you keep coming? And he said, I don't want anybody to make a mistake about which team I'm on. Mm. And I think just, you know, that even just to let people know, I identify with the people of God. That's what the church is. Mm. The
1: corporate church
2: is a testimony that we are on his team. Mm. We stand for him and with him.
1: Yeah. There's a reason people all over the world, in spite of the fact that they're persecuted, make the effort to say, I am with the church, I am with Christ. What an incredible statement. Good reminder for us listeners. Well, listeners, that's it for this week's episode and this week's topic. Hopefully it's been an encouragement to you. Uh, Let me just remind you that this coming Sunday, Tom will be continuing in chapter 2 of Hebrews. He's going to be taking a look specifically at signs and wonders and various miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's a quote from verse 4. Um, should be an interesting message, Tom. Uh, so listeners, we'd encourage you to join us at either a 9 o'clock or 1030 hours for that service. As I anticipate, it will be an encouragement to all of us. Also, let me just note again for you, uh, this this uh, Later in this month, September 19th, we have mm-hmm. our One Faith Outdoor Service. Uh, we're doing that to promote unity and community as one body. We're not able to gather together every week as a church because of our physical space as a church, but we want to get all together for one service. So we're going to worship together. We're going to take communion together. We're going to celebrate baptism. We're going to have a lunch. It's going to be an encouraging service. It's at 10 o'clock Sunday, September 19th. We would encourage you to join us, bring your chairs, or drive in and listen mm-hmm. through the FM transmitter we'll have set up. We'd love to have you there it's on the hill to the southeast of the building Uh, so look for more instructions on that but mark that on your calendar september 19th we'd love to have you join us for that and thanks for taking the time to listen into the episode this week if it's been helpful to you just remember you can share it rate it or comment on it to help other people find it and we hope you join us again next week for midweek
0: in the word thanks for listening to this week's podcast To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.